in your heart Share what you feel No matter the subject You can always be real Talk with JC Michelle. Hard talk with JC Michelle. Hard talk with JC Michelle. Hard talk with JC Hey, Heart Talkers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Heart Talk with Tracy Michelle. Listen, I've been thinking about how grateful I am for the life I have. I recognize the privileges that I have. I recognize the challenges that I have. And there's just so much gratitude. But (laughs) y'all, there's still that little part of me that just cannot find contentment. And I think it's that feeling of wanting to be enough, feel enough and never feeling enough. So you have like this empty well and no matter how much you pour into it, you know, you can pour success, you can pour books, you can pour, you know, family, uh, all these things. And it just doesn't fill you up. And so while I have an extreme amount of gratitude for the things in my life, uh, the people in my life, there is still this small inkling in the background um, of just wanting more or feeling like I'm not doing enough or feeling like I am not enough. And I think that's common. I think if most of us were really honest with ourselves we would admit that no matter where we are in life, whether we are at the highest highs or the lowest lows, there is still this sense of, you know, wanting more, um, wanting to be more, do more, et cetera. And I I do, you know, (laughs) think that some of it has to do with our society and our culture, right? Um, This capitalist structure that we have that, you know, as much as even those of us who want to, separate ourselves from it or do work around the the ills of it still participate in it in a lot of ways right and so we um, can't help but even if it's just a small tiny voice a small part of us um, to buy into this idea that we need more and I think you know speaking of black joy I think some of the difficulty that many of us have around experiencing joy uh, that radical amazement that I talked about last week in our lives has to do with a lack of contentment right I really believe that when we get to a point in our lives where we can figure out what we do have, no matter how little it feels like we have and really trust that God will bless it, um, that it will do what it's supposed to do in the world and find contentment in that. I think that's when we open ourselves up to the reality, the fullness of joy, right? And so I want to submit to you today in this episode that there is a real link, real connection between joy, black joy, and our ability to experience contentment. And 
the embracing of contentment is its own kind of joy, right? It's peace, right? That no matter how little, no matter how big, no matter where we are in our lives, we can say to ourselves that I am content. I don't need to do do or be more, right? And, and again, <laughs> this doesn't mean I don't think that we don't have dreams, that we don't have ambitions. But what it does mean is that we don't allow our dreams, we don't allow our ambitions to shape um, how we feel and move in our bodies and in our spirits, right? Like it doesn't, um, we can experience peace and have love and joy and maybe have not yet, you know, reached our dreams, right? Um, that those two things are, you know, not connected. And I hear people say all the time, like, I'll be content or I'll be grateful or I'll be fine once I get there, wherever there is. And I just think if you're constantly believing you need more, if you are constantly in this state of, you know, I'm not sure. Some of us have been told that we're not good enough or what we have is not enough and we have to get more. Or we have to change and contort ourselves. Um, then I think that lack of contentment, that lack of satisfaction, it's going to make it difficult for us to really sit in the presence of joy, to be able to even notice joy. Because think about it, if your vision if your eyes, if your mindset is set on more, more, more the next thing, then you're not present, right? You're not, you know, sitting with the present thing. You're not even able to notice joy when it shows up because your vision, your your focus is on the next thing. And I know that I have definitely in my life been very guilty of that. Um, I think to be able to sit and experience joy requires a kind of contentment. Um, and we're human. Like I said, like I feel like I have contentment. I feel like I have gratitude. But there are still parts of me that have that longing that's, that is still connected to that part of me that says that I am not enough, right? And so every day it's the affirmation, right? It's the, the work of affirming myself and saying that I am enough, um, and so to really, I think, receive the blessing of joy, the, the blessings that come from experiencing joy, um, you know, we have to we have to know a level of contentment um, or we're not going to be able to hold the joy. Right. So even if we can experience joy in a singular moment, you know, how do we hold it? Right. A lot of people ask me since I've written the book, you know, how do you keep joy ever present, have it as a sustaining kind of thing. How do you be acutely aware of it at all times? And I think part of that really has to do with contentment, like being present and saying that where I am, what I have is okay, and that what is for me will not miss me. And I've been saying that a lot on social media um, because I think I'm reminding myself that what is for me, it won't miss me, right? And I could tell you, like, in this business, especially publishing and being a writer, um, it's easy, so easy to get caught up in numbers, sales, um, to get caught up in who's 
promoting who and endorsements and all those kinds of things. And that's just part of the biz. And, you know, you kind of accept that if you're going to go the traditional publishing route, you kind of accept that that's part of it. But it can really mess with your sense of contentment and sense of satisfaction, right? It can mess with your sense of enoughness. Um, And you can get caught in that circle of striving, right, to be the next big thing or to be to hit the bestsellers list or to do whatever. I know I found myself there and I think I had to take a step back and say, you know, what are you doing this for? Right. Like the true joy. Like I remember those days when I started really thinking that maybe I could try to write professionally. And I started I remember I was working. I was I had been doing poetry. I had a couple of poetry chat books and um, I had started working on the novel that would ultimately be the gospel according to Sasha Renee, which is like my first novel from 2004. And um, I remember I was living in the northern New Jersey, New York City area at the time, and I would write on the subway, uh, whether I was going to see friends in Brooklyn or, you know, working out of then, you know, the office I worked for was in the World Trade Center, um, working out of that office and taking the train from New Jersey to uh, the PATH train into uh, downtown Manhattan. Um, you know, I would write and there was just such a purity. There was a thrill in just writing. I didn't have any sense of like, you know, numbers and sales and agents and, you know, am I going to do this or whatever? And I did end up self-publishing that book. And But even before I got to that, like I just enjoyed it. And I, I just could sit with these characters and just had such a sense of joy that I feel like 20 years later, um, it's it's harder for me to tap in if I'm honest to those experiences, right? And so part of my work, part of my joy work is to try to find a way to return to those early days of like the creativity, the juices, the imagination just flowing, right? Um, and not to be concerned or overly... Um, focused on all the things that come because it, it again it creates um, discontent in my body right it, it creates a lack of contentment um, I feel like one of the ways and I, I think I've talked about this several times that we learn to expand ourselves to have more contentment um, to be able to sit in the presence of joy um so that we can make more room for it, right? Um, in the midst of all the other emotions, again, rage, sorrow, grief, um, all of these embodied emotions that kind of take up space. One of the ways that we are able to do that is through gratitude, is through contentment. I mean, you know, as I've shared, I am a really ambitious person, Um And again, I'm not saying that in order to have joy, you know, you must be content and therefore throw all of ambition out the door. I'm certainly not saying that. I just don't like the language of striving anymore, of hustling, of grinding, right? I don't want to be ground into anything anymore. I want to live a life of ease, right? Um, And that doesn't, ease is not, you know, separate from working hard and 
But I just think that the the striving, um, so many, I think, Black folks in particular have kind of bought the lie of the hustle, right? And if legitimately, because culturally, that's what we've had to do. And I think if we just, I, sometimes it's just a shift in language. If we shift our language so that it's not about striving, it's not about hustling, it's not about ground grinding, it's about working hard so that we leave a legacy of ease and leave a legacy of contentment. Um, I think that is probably a better goal. And I wonder if if we ask ourselves, if nothing else about our lives changes today, then how will we find joy, right? Whether you're at your highest point and you're, you're, you're most successful, however you define success, or if you feel like you are struggling and things are hard, how do you find joy? Because that really is what contentment is, right? Contentment really is about being able to have gratitude and peace and joy no matter what is going on. And that's black joy, right? Black joy, I've said over and over again on this podcast, in the book, elsewhere, exists in spite of, despite everything else that's going on around us. And so I think um, finding joy and having contentment is really about asking ourselves, can I experience, find joy, no joy, if nothing else in my life changes. And that's hard (laughs) because I know, you know, if you're struggling, if you're having a hard time, of course you want more. You want more uh, peace. You want more money. You want more uh, things. You want more space. You want a new job. You like those, that's real. And we're humans. And, you know, those are things that, in a lot of ways, we should want and even deserve, right? And are have the right to. But when it comes to our mental and emotional and spiritual health, I think what we cannot forget is to make sure that even as we're wanting those things and working hard towards those things, that we are also finding ways to experience joy that we're accessing our joy, that our joy is not attached to the more because that's that's the discontent, right? Like that is, you can't be content, you know, if you attach your ability to experience joy to that thing out there, over there, next week, next month, next year, whatever that you don't have because y'all, you got joy, it's your birthright. It really is. It is in you. And it may be, you know, pushed way down below rage, sorrow, grief, hustling, striving, all of those things, you know. But it's there. And you cannot allow more, I think, in consumption to be the thing that you attach your joy to. I just, I don't, I really, honestly, I don't want that for us, right? If nothing ever changes, how do you make the most of where you are? How do you decide 
You know what? How do you say, you know, as the elders used to say, I don't have a pot to piss in. I don't have money. I don't have anything. And still say, but I can create joy. And maybe it's just I'm grateful for these two feet that I have. That I'm going to just walk around the neighborhood. Or you know what? (laughs) Maybe it's just this breath that I have. Because a lot of people struggle to breathe. So I'm just going to take 10 breaths right now to remind myself that I have at least that I mean, that's powerful. And I think what that does when you become present in that way is that it connects you then to other points of joy, other points of peace in your life that you may not have been able to see because you didn't take the moment because you were so caught up in, I don't have enough money. I need a new job. My car broke down. You know, again, I don't want to uh, diminish those things. Those are real, real issues. Right. But I want to offer something for you to be able to access in the midst of all of that. In sitting in the contentment, sometimes there are, you know, things that are around us that are beautiful and that are worthy of our attention that we cannot see because we're always striving, because we're always hustling. We're always waiting for the next thing. We're too far in the future. It doesn't mean, again, and I'll keep saying this, I'll keep offering this caveat because I don't want to be misunderstood. It doesn't mean that we don't have a plan. It doesn't mean, because I'm a planner, trust. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you don't have goals or you don't set goals. right? But what it does mean, though, is that you can be here now. You can be in this particular moment I think experiencing joy is allowing ourselves to be present in the moment to be content in the moment and then I think what happens is that contentment even in that just isolated moment gives you the space and the energy to be able to then pursue whatever it is whatever the next right thing is for you, right? But sometimes we get it backwards. We hustle, we hustle, we strive, we strive, we we do all the things. We want more and more and more. And we actually are hustling backwards, as they say, right? Because we're not actually doing the thing that's going to give us space to get more. Now, we don't want to enter being present with that intention, right? But it's just the way of things, right? When you can get still and when you can find gratitude and when you can find contentment, even in a singular moment, you give yourself space and you become more expansive and you can make room for the very thing that you need to be able to get the more that you desire. It's funny how that works, right? There's something really powerful, I think, about acceptance, too. Part of contentment is about accepting where you are, <laughs> right? Whatever's going on. When I ask the question, like, if nothing ever changes for you, can you be okay? Can you still experience joy? That is about accepting, accepting our lives 
as they are. It doesn't mean we don't want change. It just means that we can accept today in this moment who we are, what has occurred, where we are. I'm not talking about that we don't change. I'm not saying that we're not constantly healing and transforming. We will remain on our healing journey. But I submit that our healing journey begins with acceptance. Sometimes how we get to move forward is by accepting where we are today. And some of our anxiety and our agitation that we have in our spirit is about not being able to do that. Now, we're not going to accept their lives to the point of despair where we're saying, this is who I am. This is what happened. And that's it. That's all there is for me. Please don't hear me say that. I think that in those cases, it could be easy to just wallow in the place that you are, especially if that place is not where you want to be and it's not good. Um, But I also think that there's something to be said about not exhausting ourselves, striving for the next next. Right. There is this liminal space, right? There's this space between despairing and and striving, right? And I think there's beauty and there's joy. There's something really wonderful about that liminal space. I actually, I find myself in that space today, even as I speak. This in-between space. I'm not despairing. I have such gratitude I have contentment, but I'm not striving either. And it's actually (laughs) a little bit uncomfortable for me because I think I'm supposed to, like there's a part of me, another part of me that's like, I think I'm supposed to be striving. I think I'm supposed to be longing for more, right? I'm either longing for more or I'm despairing, right? But this sweet spot, I guess, this liminal space, feels all (laughs) willy-nilly and I don't have much control right Um, and so it's easy to long for the next thing because this feels like um, what am I supposed to be doing (laughs) and so I think it's beneficial to you know to all of us to only be able to see the next step Um, there's that story right where they talk about You know, if you're driving in a car and you turn your headlights on, your headlights don't allow you to see 100 miles up the road. Your headlights only allow you to see maybe, what, a few yards in front of your car. But you can get to your destination that way. Right. And sometimes I think we want to see everything up ahead or we're so busy looking in the rear view mirror and really all we have to focus on is right what's right in front of us you know where are our headlights if you will are shining and that'll get us where we need to go we can make the whole trip that way this life whatever you are defining as success you can make the whole trip that way hmm That's hard for me. (laughs) If I'm honest, you know, that's really hard sometimes for me to accept, right? And a lot of times the reason why our headlights are the way they are, you know, they're only going to shine so far, 
you know, whatever the proverbial headlights are for you in your life. Is it really because that's all we can really handle if we're telling the truth? Is really all that we have the emotional capacity or the spiritual capacity to hold in any particular moment? And again, if you're like me, you're like, nah, (laughs) I need to see the whole staircase or I need to see 100 miles up the road. I need to see the path. I need to know which way it's going before I ever get to the point where I have to make that decision. But that's not really how life works. And that's, I know that for me, that's my need to be in control. But what does that really serve me? If I'm on a search for intentional joy, if I'm on the search for peace and healing, sometimes that's going to require me to focus on this moment right here and then the next and then the next and then the next. To not be so far ahead. Because sometimes we again exhaust ourselves unnecessarily. We exhaust our creativity, our resources in trying to change a current fact of our lives to alter it when we could just accept it and then move to the next when it makes sense to do so. Howard Thurman, again, I've been on a Howard Thurman kick. I apologize, y'all, but I have been. (laughs) You know, I mentioned, uh, I think, a couple of episodes ago. He says that we waste the precious time we have in this life when we are in a constant state of lack of contentment, constantly trying to alter our present situations. The approach that he suggests, and um, again, I've been reading The Inward Journey, the approach that he suggests is a kind of acceptance of the past facts of our lives, the present state of our lives. We make friends with the present states with our lives of our lives. And then we invest our energy, our creativity, our resources into any new facts that come along, right? And it feels kind of complicated. Like, how do I accept where I am, but also invest my energy or creativity in the new facts? Well, I think what he's trying to say is we invest our time in not trying to change what was or what is, But spending our time presently embracing what is so that we can create what can be. And that makes sense to me. I mean, I I could spend a lot of time hashing out why joy has escaped me all of these years, right? Um, Or why even today I still wrestle sometimes with being intentional about incorporating joy into my day. Or I could take that mind power, rest myself be still, and then invest my creativity in creating the future in front of me. Not the future that's 50 years down the road, but the future that is one minute and two minutes and three minutes and four minutes in front of me, not so far ahead. I think that's really valuable, don't you think? And I'm not knocking the work that sometimes come up in therapy When we're kind of identifying our starting point of when we lost our joy and when we lost our peace and when we lost our confidence, that's important work. But I think we can't stay there. And I think sometimes we, (laughs) you know, social media culture, we invest a lot of mind share with unearthing that and, and showing that. And a lot of that energy could be in just resting ourselves and then taking that 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 time that we 
you know, have from our rest and taking it and turning it into creativity and resources and energy. I just think it, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to spend, and I'm tr- learning this. Like I'm actively learning this. This is something that I struggle with. Um, but, you know, the investment of time <laughs> that I've made in beating myself up, you know, about why I didn't make a particular choice or why something didn't happen. There's a better use of my time. And maybe that better use is just being still and just in, sitting in the contentment of today. And again, checking my breath and checking, you know, my gratitude. Maybe it's that. I think joy lives in that space because there's joy in creating something new for yourself. Yes. And being able to create that something new without the weight of the society's hustle mentality or the weight of more, more, more as the driving desire, I think is a, is so important. And it's important, I think, because you're you're still building a story, right? I, I mentioned talking about writing on the trains 20 years ago, right? And I get to tell that story today, right? And had I not been present enough to recognize that that was something that I was missing, I would not have been able to access that story, Right. So I had to get still and figure out what is this I'm feeling right now in my present work? What is missing? And I got a chance to just kind of take a take a beat and think about it. So normally we would go right into our call um we're actually not going to do that this episode because I felt like I just had, you know, quite a bit on my heart to share with you. Um, But we will pick up next episode with a caller. We have a few people have called in that I cannot wait to talk to and share uh, my thoughts with. And again, I am so grateful to you. I am content with all of the wonderful feedback I'm getting about the podcast. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, And again, as always, be well. And if you cannot be well, just be. Open your heart, share what you feel. No matter the subject, you can always be real. Hard talk with Tracy Michelle. Hard talk with Tracy Michelle. Hard talk with Tracy Michelle. Hard talk with Tracy.